Blog Talk Radio. The following broadcast is brought to you by the iGolf Sports Network. The Women of Golf Show is sponsored by the iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. Here's more about our sponsors. iGolf Sports is a live stream broadcast and media production company providing quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. And Golf Tips, the game's most in-depth instruction magazine, including reviews on the latest equipment, tips from top teaching professionals, all designed to help you improve from tee to green. Good morning. Welcome to the Women of Golf, the number one women's golf show around the world with hosts Ted Odorico and Cindy Miller. Join them as they interview some of the best players from the Symmetra, LPGA, and Legends Tour, and so many others, helping to elevate women's golf. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. All right, good morning once again, and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Odorico, and right alongside, of course, is none other than Legends Tour player and LPGA professional, Cindy Miller. Good morning, Cindy. How are you? I'm doing great, Ted. How are you? I'm doing very well. Very excited this morning. We've got a couple of great guests. A slight change to the program. I uh, had a little mishap and uh, uh, didn't realize, didn't notice that we had uh, a guest on the second half and uh, came up with a, a no BS zone discussion. So we have to save that for another day. So uh, we've got a, a two great guests. Uh, first up is going to be joining us is Casey Danielson. Uh, she is a Symmetra Tour graduate, and she's going to be on the uh, LPJ Tour uh, next season in 2022. And then a little bit later on, we're going to be joined by Marissa Kuleg Crow, who is, as I understand, the LPJ Teacher of the Year uh, this year. So uh, we're going to have her on the second half. But let me just uh, let the folks know a little bit more about uh, Casey, and then we'll we'll bring her on. Uh, as I mentioned, she was on the Symmetra Tour. She won actually twice, Cindy. We had her on. Uh, back, I believe, in uh, May, if I'm not mistaken, she won the 2021 Symmetra Classic. And then she followed up, I think, two months later uh, with the Donald Ross Classic at French Lick in July, uh, rounding her out to the number three spot for the race for the card, uh, meaning, of course, to get on, on the uh, LPGA full-time. So, uh, Cindy, let's welcome our first guest this morning, Casey Danielson. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You're like a rock Well, star. we're glad to have you back. Yeah, it's great to be back. Where well, are congratulations. I am at home. Um, I actually just moved to uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, so I'm back home enjoying the off season. Well, good for you. We yeah. need some snow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, if it's just, going to be yucky out, it might as well snow, right? <laughs> right, right. You bring it over to me. I'm in Buffalo. It can snow over there, and then you can let it come over to me. Oh, perfect. Okay, that sounds like a plan. All right, Cindy, go, go ahead. ahead. I'll be quiet. I'll oh, you be want me quiet to... now. Okay, no, no, yeah, that's fine. Um, well, just in time, yeah, for for a winter blast. So, Casey, first off, congratulations. Uh, we didn't get a chance to uh, – I think your schedule was a little bit uh, – um, busy at the time when you won the Donald mm-hmm. Ross uh, Classic, mm-hmm. and uh, so we didn't get a chance to have you back on at that time. So congratulations on uh, the second win, uh, first off. Thank uh, you. In addition to, yeah, so you've got to be pretty, as they say, pretty stoked 
that uh, you got not one but two wins in the season, correct? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was definitely um, nice to have two wins, especially earlier on in the season, because um, that just I knew it gave me quite a bit of cushion um, going into the last couple, last like six or so events. Um, uh, in securing that top ten, I knew I was going to be pretty close after that, because the Donald Ross that second win, uh, the purse was higher, um, which was mm-hmm. was really nice. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was really, it was pretty fun year. So how did the, uh, cause I, now I have not played it, but Cindy has obviously been to French Lick and has played, I believe mm-hmm. that, that same course. Um, mm-hmm. that was a pretty tough course, was it not? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a tough walking course. Um, I mean, there's a ton of hills, uh, and it definitely poses a good bit of a challenge, um, and it, yeah, I, I enjoy it <laughs> besides the walk. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> and it's actually kind of fun because my, both my siblings played in the Big Ten golf and they both had events in French Lick. Uh, my oh, brother, wow. my sister played at University of Wisconsin and they played at the Donald Ross and my brother um, played at Illinois, and they played at the Pete Dye course. Um, and he actually was co-medalist for the Big Ten. Um, oh, wow. During oh. his time there. So we have some yeah. family memories in French Lick. Isn't it a beautiful Yeah, you got place? some good. Yeah, it's definitely a, a unique place. Um, they they do really well for us, um, setting us up there. And uh, they're moving it, uh, the Symmetra event, to the Pete Dye course. Uh, and raising the purse, I think, to be one of the biggest um, the Symmetra Tour has ever had. So, uh, yeah, French Lake has been good, um, not only to my family, but also the Symmetra Tour. Same wow, here. very good. Same here. We appreciate yeah, them that's... on the Legends Tour as well. They're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been uh, – just make sure you stay out of the casino with your winnings, that's all, because uh, you don't want to give it all back. I know. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> right. But um, but anyway, so obviously, uh, again, congratulations. So now you're going to be uh, moving over to the uh, the LPGA. You've had a good run uh, on the Symmetra to get uh, your game and, and everything flowing the way you wanted. Um, so what are you looking forward to most uh, in 2022? Obviously getting out there and playing on the LPGA, but um, have you got your sights set on some – I know the schedule I don't think is quite out uh, yet, but have you got mm-hmm. your sights on some tournaments that you probably want to uh, start off with? Yeah, I think uh, we can pretty much expect to play in Florida at the end of January. Uh, so that's kind of what uh, I have in my head as, as the start date. And then it'll be nice. Some international events, I think they're they're planning on going to Asia. Hopefully that'll that'll work out. Um, and yeah, I'm really just excited to get out there. Um, and you know, it's what I've been working on for the last four years. And so it just feels like um, kind of a reward for all that hard work. I get to go out there and, and, you know, compete on the LPGA and and see how my game stacks up. And so it, um, right now I feel kind of relieved and excited and I'm sure as, as we get closer, I'll get a little bit nervous, but, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really thankful for the opportunity and excited to get out there. Um, I also have a lot of friends on the LPGA, so, and some Mm -hmm. teammates from Stanford. And so, um, I'm really excited to, see them as well. 
Yeah, and those are some good nerves. It's okay to be a little nervous going out there. That's uh, you know having a few butterflies. That's that's always good to uh, to do that. And, and like I said, you, right. you've, you've done very well. You've played, uh, as you said, you've been preparing for the last four years, playing on the Symmetra Tour and and you know mm-hmm. other events. I'm sure. Uh, to get ready mm-hmm. for this, did you did you know? Let mm-hmm. me ask one quick uh, quick question before uh, mm-hmm. I pass it over to you, Cindy. Did you know, or were you in a position before you won the Donald Ross uh, event that you were going to be in the top ten? Were you already in? Did you already have that locked in the top ten at that point, or was that tournament pretty much no. the one that made sure you? Win? Okay. So I found out I I was in the top ten with two events left in the season. So that was. Maybe four events after I played the Donald Ross, uh, but before that, I mean, if you have one win on the Symmetra, um, you know, and even if you have like a pretty decent rest of the season, you're not guaranteed to get in that top ten. And so you really have to have, if you win, you also have to have, you know, a couple top fives and or mm-hmm. you know a lot of top tens. And so um, it's maybe a second or a you know maybe a second place would have helped but um yeah definitely winning that um made it made that pretty secure but i didn't find out till four events later um that it was official well the reason why i ask is because i know last week we had on uh fatima uh, fernandez cano and uh she didn't yeah she didn't win this season but actually still managed Mm -hmm. to make it and that's why i was asking that i was kind of confused about how Mm -hmm. the process works um because, but obviously she gotcha. had a lot of top ten uh, finishes and probably very high up in a lot of her rounds uh, or tournaments rather. Yeah, so that's why I was wondering. Second. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, she was in at least two playoffs this year. One of them was with me. Fati's one of my right. um, best friends out on tour, and so, um, but yeah, she just had a stellar season. I mean, she was just taking a lot of top tens, top fives, and then a couple sec- second places um, are are really great as well. Um, mm-hmm. for in terms of the money list. And so um, she just was able to do it that way, which is so impressive. I mean, she's been a second on the list above me, and I, I had two wins. Right. And so that that's, just, well, to me, very impressive. Yeah, and that's what really threw me off, and that's why I was getting at that point, because I noticed when I was looking, getting ready for this morning, I looked and said, well, wait a minute, Casey's number three. She's won two events, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Fatima hadn't won anything, so I figured she had to have mm-hmm. really finished very strong in all of her events this season to be able to to nudge you by one by one position. So, uh, but but mm-hmm. either way, you're both going to the LPGA, so that's the main yeah. imp- important thing. Um, Cindy, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, the, yeah, it's kind of crazy, and I think it's it's super impressive not to have a win and finish that high. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's for sure. Definitely, that's for sure. Let me ask you this: Have you ever played in an LPGA tour event? I have, yeah. I um, was fortunate enough to get a sponsor invite to one. My they ha- they played in Wisconsin. Um, my first year out of college in 2017, uh, so that was a really good experience. And then I played in two U.S. Opens, um, a British Open and a British Open, um, and a Scottish Open, which I think they they co-host. Um, uh, because I was playing on the European tour at the time, I got um, into those events through um, the my status on that that tour. Um, those are pretty big events, so it'll be nice to to play some regular season events too. Oh, and I played in Portland as well. Um, 
uh, last year. So awesome. I put in a few. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do for fun while you're vegging out in Minnesota? <laughs> um, definitely get a lot of family time in. Usually I try, try and take a, a trip during the off-season. Um, but this year I'm I'm really just excited to have some time at home. I uh, became an aunt uh, this year mm. uh, during the season, and so um, my sister had a little baby girl. And so um, I'm excited to spend time, get to spend time with her. Uh, and yeah, just with with my family, and I'll head down to Arizona um, for some time this off season. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't have too many plans uh, besides being being a normal human for a little bit, getting getting to like cook meals at home and <laughs> and do laundry whenever I want, that kind of thing. It doesn't take much, does it? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh-uh. Especially because uh, the season will start earlier than the Symmetra, so I'm, I'm um, definitely going to uh, spend time at home because I know that the season will be long next year. It will be. It will be. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Ted? Mm-hmm. So, Casey, let me ask you, as you, I mean, you're going to have some time off, which is great, and congratulations on being an aunt. Uh, And that's uh, obviously, yeah, that's obviously very exciting and uh, Mm -hmm. get to play with a a new new little addition to the family. Um, Mm -hmm. As you reflect over the 2021 season, was there any one particular part of your game that you're going to have to tune up or sharpen up, as they say, um, for next season? Was there, and obviously mm-hmm. you did extremely well, so obviously you have a well-rounded game, but was there a part that mm-hmm. from time to time, I don't want to say let you down, but wasn't as strong as you would like mm-hmm. that you're going to really focus on uh, to get ready for mm-hmm. next season? And what was the strongest part of your game this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would say... My, the, I'll start with the strongest part of my game. So the strongest part of my game is um, I drive the ball really well, and then my um, my long game, my irons um, are really solid. And so that uh, is definitely where I get my advantage. And then um, my short game can let me down sometimes, um, but uh, I definitely have have found some uh, like little techniques, little things that work for me. And so I'm definitely going to be working on that and continuing to improve on 100 yards and in, um, my wedges um, and my putting probably in particular. Uh, And so that is what I'll be working on. Um, And also my mental game. That's that's something I've been really focusing on the last year and a half and and it's been it's really been paying off and so continuing to to work on um those things as well what has um what has the last four years taught you that you didn't know mm-hmm. before about yourself mm-hmm. great question um I would say the last four years have taught me how <laughs> I'd probably say how, how stubborn and determined I can get. Um, 
and not, I, mean, I would say it's not in an obvious way, but, you know, playing on the Symmetra Tour, it's not always easy and it's a bit of a grind, but um, I just, you know, sticking with it and, and um, you know, continuing to try and find ways to improve and, and keep going, going forward um, that um, I, I wouldn't say it surprised me a little bit, but like it's something I, I'm, I'm proud of. Uh, and then, yeah, I've also learned a lot about kind of how I think and how my, my brain works. Um, and so I've definitely uh, on the course and, and off the course in, in relation to golf. And so um, I'm continuing to learn about that um, uh, as I work on my mental game. And, and that's been really helpful in life as well. I think that's a good answer. That's a tough one to answer, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a good one to reflect <laughs> you had to, on. I, I really appreciate uh, it. Well, you had to really think about that. One. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. Um, but that's good. No, that's that's great. Um, so, what was the hardest part of the last four years? Obviously, having to keep your game up to snuff and that. But what was some of the things mm-hmm. that you uh, were challenging for you over the last four years? Mm-hmm. I would say it's less something less general, and it's more like specific weeks or even months sometimes can just be really hard. Like you just want to mm-hmm. quit. It's a lot of time on the road. You don't always see mm-hmm. success. It's a, you're spending a lot of money, time away from your family, and sometimes that all just builds up and really can get to you. And so I'd say that that's the hardest part is, is those weeks or months where um, it's sometimes doesn't feel like there's a reason to keep going. Um, mm-hmm. And I've definitely had, you know, I, I probably have twice a year I kind of get in those um, those slumps um, where it's, you know, just, it's more just like the lifestyle and it, it can get to you. Mm-hmm. And so I'd say that that's, that's definitely the hardest part about being a professional and, and playing on, on tour and on the Symmetra. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful I've got great family and friends and, and a team that, that helps me through it. And, um, you know, they, they understand cause they're golfers in my, in relation to my family. And, and so, um, yeah, but sometimes it's really hard to get out of, <laughs> out of that mindset and, and you don't really know when you're going to, going to, actually come out of it um but it, it's definitely gotten easier as time has gone on uh, well i something tells me that that's a, a pretty common uh feeling for yeah. a lot of you based on mm-hmm. some of the conversations that we've had with some of the other young mm-hmm. ladies uh that mm-hmm. have been on the show uh in the past so i i uh kudos mm-hmm. to you i think you've done very very well and and obviously mm-hmm. uh, the fact the fact that you recognize um that sometimes you're going to have some downtimes in in tour life, mm-hmm. uh, in life in general. But the fact that you recognize that and are able to overcome mm-hmm. that is a big accomplishment um, mm-hmm. as as a, a human being. So congratulations on that, um, Cindy. Go ahead. Thank you. How would you tell? What would you tell someone who thinks they want to play? Mm-hmm. and doesn't realize how difficult it is, how resourceful, resilient, self-sufficient, 
um, how hard it can be. Uh, my husband and I both played on tour. And so mm-hmm. once you get there, mm-hmm. um, side note, like me playing in, in Legends Tour events and him playing in Champions Tour events, it's when you see your old buddies, you kind of look at each other, you give each other a big hug, and you're like, wow, we, we went through a lot <laughs> to get to what we, right? Like this is not – Yeah. Oh, it's so easy, and aren't yeah. you lucky you make all the putts? Right, What would you right. tell someone, like, oh, my God, this is so freaking hard. So uh-huh. what would you tell, because we have a student who is trying to play, mm-hmm. and I'm a control freak, right, and I'm a competitive mm-hmm. lunatic, and Alan gives, teaches her the swing, and I teach her how to be street smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't really want to be street smart. (laughs) I'm like, oh, honey, you got a rude awakening coming. Oh yeah. What would you What would you tell someone? In order to tell them how hard it is, or like advice I would give them to um, be able to manage it. Advice. Advice to manage it because it's going to be difficult. Yeah. I would say, like, you have to find what, I mean, this is overused, but what works for you. And you can't just power through it. I think a lot of times that's where you think, like, you're going to be okay because it's like, oh, I just have to get through it. I just have to get through, you know, this tournament or the stretch of tournaments. Um, and... I think that that is what makes it, would make it really hard. You have to, like, enjoy, figure out a way for you to enjoy the moment and the tournament and where you're at right now. Um, And that looks different for everyone. Some people, you know, like practicing more or playing more or um, spending time a certain way off the course. Um, But I think when you really... Are enjoy, like can find ways to enjoy life on tour um, in your own way, that makes it a lot more sustainable from the beginning of the season to the end. Like some parts will still be hard, but as long as you know um, and can figure out what actually makes it fun for you and makes it worth it for you and you stick to that, um, it makes it so much easier to get um, to make it through and actually be enjoying yourself. Because um, a lot of times I'm like, oh, I'll just, like, get through these next events and then I'll have time off. And, you know, I get to the second event and I'm already, you know, ready to be done and not mentally there. Um, so instead of I say, oh, like, here, I'll take, you know, an extra couple hours to go um, do yoga or go out for coffee, um, that works for me and and I am enjoying myself Um, and it makes it a lot easier um, to be on tour. How many times in the last four years have you doubted that this was supposed to be what you do for a living? (laughs) Wow. Um, (laughs) A hundred? I would say, (laughs) yeah. Um, I would say, like, seriously doubted, I would say probably at least twice a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah, um, you don't know what the future holds. 
And mm-hmm. you're the perfect example of I needed to mm-hmm. learn to grow for four years. I'm mm-hmm. ready. So yeah. when you walk on that practice tee and you're hitting balls next to Lexi, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. I belong, Chica. I'm mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Instead of, oh, my God, that's Lexi, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. you got to have that attitude of, oh, I, I punched my ticket, Chica, you know? So Right. And it's funny, one of those one of those times was actually right before I won in French Lick at the Donald Ross. Like the week before I was we had an off week and I was just like, Is this like I don't know if I can do this. I don't wanna go. Um I feel like burnt out. Um and exhausted. Yeah, exhausted. And um you know, I just told myself, okay, you like, you know what it takes for you to enjoy yourself, and you haven't been doing that. And so, you know, you can get through next two weeks if if you just focus on that again. Um, and then, and then I went in one. So. There you go. Mm-hmm. Very awesome interesting. Talk. Yeah, it, it, it's it's funny, you know, because uh, again, I think. Sometimes, and we've heard this, and I know I've mentioned this many times, Cindy, on the show, but, um, you know, Casey, we've, we've interviewed, much like yourself, many young ladies uh, coming mm-hmm. through the Symmetra Tour as they won their events. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. there's been a sort of a resounding effect, I think, for a lot, especially those that have played for at least a couple of years, that you get mm-hmm. to that point where it's like, oh, I don't know if I can go on. And I know mm-hmm. it wasn't last season because of the, the COVID, but uh, I think it was the previous season. You had at one season, you had seven events in a row and mm-hmm. everybody was like, I mean, you know, wanting to pull their hair out. Uh, right. But I think what a lot of them realized is, you know, I, yeah, I've got to come out and I've got to grind it out if I want to win or if I want to be competitive but I've got to remember to have fun along the way. And I think mm-hmm. that's where people started to kind of flick that switch that say, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a profession I've chosen and it's going to be tough and that, but I want to have some fun while I'm out here too. Otherwise yeah. it's not worth it. Was that something that you right. said to yourself at some point too and said, look, you know, I, I get I've got to work hard. I get I've got to practice longer and I've got to do this if I want to play at this level, but gosh darn mm-hmm. it, I'm going to have fun while I'm out here too. Is that something you said? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And I think I kind of came to, it's like a crossroads of like, if I can't keep going, if I, I can't keep going for a long time, if I keep it up like this, like if I'm trying too hard and um, like zoning in too much and, and really not enjoying myself. And so it's either quit early or find a way to be able to like sustain myself on tour and enjoy life on tour even if that means, you know, not going to the course when I think I, like, when I should, or, um, you know, saying no to something, or um, it just, I think that it makes it so much, it's worth it to take those things and to really work on um, having fun, enjoying yourself, because then you'll be able to do it for longer, um, and it's, you'll have, you know, more opportunity because um, you'll be able to play for longer because there's definitely been times where it's like, I can't keep going the way I'm going. Um, <laughs> and you have to adjust. Yeah. And, and I think, too, you have to really find what, 
what that means for you. Because I think having fun means something different for everyone. Um, right. And so I think um, you got to figure out like what that actually means for you. Yeah, I think you get it, though. I think you understand it very obviously um, that, again, you have, to, you have to be really enjoying yourself. And there's going to be moments, obviously, where mm-hmm. you're not going to, and you're going to be, uh, I, yeah. you know, you're going to be pulling up in, in the driveway mm-hmm. at the clubhouse, and you're going to turn around and say, I've got to leave. Um, but yeah. I think when you, you <laughs> know, and I'm sure, listen, I'm sure that that's happened uh, to people where they felt mm-hmm. like turning their car around, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and heading the other direction. But um, mm-hmm. You know, much like you said, you did a little bit uh, before the Donald Ross, but ultimately, you know, your your mental strength that you've been working on so hard over these last mm-hmm. several years has paid off and has mm-hmm. helped you persevere. Mm-hmm. And and you know, mm-hmm. you came out with two wins. Well, Casey, we want to thank mm-hmm. you. We got to unfortunately we got to let you go, but congratulations again on a great season on Symmetra and best of luck next year teeing it up on the LPJ. And I hope you'll come back and and uh, let us know how you're doing next season. Uh, but best of luck Great. next year uh, playing among the Thank best you. of the best. Thank you. Thanks so much. It was great chatting with you again. You too. All right. Good luck, sweetie. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, Casey Danielson, uh, graduating Cindy from the Symmetra Tour, heading out to the LPGA uh, in 2022. She's obviously very, very excited and and really coming into herself, um, you know, as a young professional and as a young lady. And lots of exciting times for her um, as she gets ready to battle it out with the Lexi Thompsons of the world. Uh, she's going she's gonna to, I think she's going to do well. She's got a good attitude. I think she's got good game, too. Mm-hmm. Definitely does. Definitely does. Yeah, if she can navigate around that Donald Ross course, uh, and <laughs> much like a mountain goat, <laughs> she's gonna, she's going to do very, very well. Um, but, uh, all right. Anyways, all right, we're going to take a very, very fast break and then we'll be back with our second guest, Marissa Kulik Crow. The following ad is sponsored by golf tips magazine. Are you tired of being short off the tee? And what about those three putts? Forget about it. It's time you got serious about your game. Golf Tips, the most in-depth magazine in the industry. For over 30 years, Golf Tips has delivered expert content such as the latest golf instruction from America's top pros, simple-to-follow practice and game improvement drills, fitness and mental game tips, equipment, training aids, accessory and apparel reviews, golf destinations and travel tips for every budget, and so much more. Don't miss a single issue. Go to GolfTipsMag.com and subscribe today. All right, we're very excited to, to welcome back uh, our very special guest, uh, Marissa Kule Crow. She's a Class A LPJ teach professional at the Lyman Orchards uh, in Middlefield, Connecticut, and uh, she was not only the 2019 Teacher of the Year uh, by the LPJ, uh, but uh, Cindy, you mentioned she's again in 2021 uh, Teacher of the Year. So please let's welcome our very special guest. Marissa Kuleg Crow. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> so Ted, I just have to tell you that she's not only the teacher of the year for the Northeast, she's the teacher of the year for the world. The whole world. Oh. Oh wow. <laughs> Even better. Oh, yeah. So she won for the whole country. It only took her two times. It took me three. 
<laughs> but wow. congratulations. We love you, darling, and you are the best. Thank you, thank you. Such so an honor. Listen to what she sent to me today. Uh, she finished up her season last Saturday. Does that mean you're not teaching right now? No. <laughs> you're done? boring today, but no, I'm I'm done. I told my general manager I'm I'm t- I'm done. I'm taking the winter off. Really? <laughs> yeah. I got 21 lessons today, and I'm in Buffalo. Fuck uh, <laughs> it up, buttercup. <laughs> oh, believe me, Cindy, I could do the same, but I'm no. I made the decision. I'm staying home. I want to focus on other stuff. So. All right. Like you need balance. Okay, I get it. But she <laughs> taught 1,400 ladies this year. That. Uh, Ted. Uh, she had 220 wow. ladies participate in Women's Golf Day back in June. 240 players, uh, to 20 ladies, 20 men for putt for pink earlier this month, raising $8,500 for Middlesex mm. Comprehensive Breast Cancer Center. Jeepers, creepers. <laughs> you do need a break. Wow. You should stay home and be a mommy. <laughs> <laughs> that I am. My son is currently home right now, so if I feel distracted, he's hacking away. <laughs> Just a cough. Oh, he's sick? Yeah. He has a cold, but whatever. Mm. <laughs> How old is he now? Six? Five. Five. Well, he'll be Five. six in December. Soon enough. <laughs> nice. All right. Ted, wow. you can ask her a question. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I get to butt in here. Um, well, Marissa, congrats, congratulations on on winning uh, the uh, the uh, LPGA Teacher of the Year uh, across the nation. And yeah, I mean, what a feat to be able to do that in two attempts. So um, that's fantastic. So congratulations for that. And also all of the work that you do. I remember the last time when you were on earlier the year. I think it was May 11th. You were on, and uh, you've got quite the program. Uh, that you're working at uh, at Lyman uh, Orchards. Tell us about, I mean, having that many uh, participants going through your programs, that's got to be draining. I mean, that's a lot of people <laughs> to go through in, in, a, in a half a season because you're taking the other half right. off. Uh, right. Yeah. How do you... You know, how do you manage that? I mean, obviously, you know, you've there's other help, I'm sure, there at the facility. But um, how do you coordinate and manage to have such big groups going through uh, these various programs? It takes a lot of preparation. <laughs> um, I, I just am very detail-oriented and, and fairly organized. So um, a lot of that planning I'm doing now for next season so um, just keeping the schedule um, clear, and uh, like you said, I do have help. I'm not teaching all of these classes. Sure. I just, I can't. <laughs> um, but there's, I think there's, there's a total of six instructors. Um, we just kept adding instructors each season because, you know, we, we needed them. Um, but it's just, yeah, I mean, I, I get two days off a week. Um, so I'm not teaching seven days a week, which <laughs> I'd be burnt out. Wow. Um, and I have wow. a long commute. Um, I have an hour, 10, hour, 15. I think, Cindy, you have a, a long commute as well. But mm, 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 mm. That is a long commute. Um, 
and and the fact that you have a couple of days off, which is good, obviously, when you have a, a young family too, you've got to have time to you know to spend at home. Um, typically, how long do the programs run? Now, is this a seat like you said? And, and you actually stole my follow up question. That was, um, you know, are you preparing for next year now in the off season as you took it? Um, how long typically are the programs? Are they do they run the pretty much the whole season, or are they, you know, three? or four-day schools, or what? Can you hear her? No, I can't. Something... Oh, she's on. Um, Marissa, I'm not sure if something happened, but um, we lost you for some reason. Oh, no. I can hear oh, you. No, you're there back you are. Now. Can you okay. hear me? No, okay. you're back now. Yeah, we, yeah, we are <laughs> okay. now. Uh, did you, I don't know if you heard my question, so if maybe I, I can repeat it. Okay, go ahead then. Um, so in our, we have five sessions in one season, and each session okay. is five weeks. So, wow. for example, uh, we start in mid-March and then finish up, you know, five weeks later, and then another session starts up in, say, early May. And then, so we start in March and we end in, well, October, mid to end October. So five five-week sessions, all offering now- the different levels that's what how i was just about people, to ask you again you yeah go ahead yeah, how many people continue and keep going and take all five five week sessions uh I, it varies i mean i don't i don't think there's a very large percentage of women that go 101 to 501 in one session i think i can maybe count on one hand um, I'd say most ladies, if they start in 101, maybe they'll get to 201, maybe 301. If they start in 301, maybe – I mean, we have ladies that maybe will just take one session and and call it good. Um, Got it. Yeah. Got it. Marissa, what – so let me just ask you about the different, different – yeah, let me just ask you about the different sessions. So you say 101, 201, 301. Is each session – covering a specific area for instance is 101 sort of starting at the grassroots of of learning the game that sort of thing and 201 is a more advanced class what's involved in some of these different programs and um are some of them specializing in in certain parts of the game like the short game the long game what have you so 101 is yes absolutely your ground level never held a gun uh 201 it's a little more advanced we're just building off a one-on-one spring, basically all aspects of the game. And then once we hit a one, they go out on the course each week. Um, all it. on course classes. Yeah. Or par three course. And then for okay. the one, like um, bring them up to the, the full length 18. Now, are they, uh, earlier in the the process, so let's say in the 101, uh, if I understand you correctly, are they getting some on-course experience in the earlier stages as well, or is that something that doesn't happen until they get to either the 201 or 301 level? Uh, no, one and two, the last class, because um, there's five weeks, the last class will take them out on the course and just give them a taste. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay, very good. So yeah, no wonder, no wonder you're taking half a season off, off after doing all of that. I don't blame you one bit. Um, so besides, 
rescheduling uh, for or scheduling rather for a new season. What else are you going to do in your time off? You're going to have a few months, obviously, before you get back at it again. And when will that be? Will that be like March, April kind of thing uh, when you get back out there? And what will, you, what will you be doing, obviously, besides taking care of a little one, um, in your off season? Are you going to travel or what are you going to do? Uh, so when we, I'll return back in March, early March. And then um, I feel like I'm busier now. I'll be teaching virtually five days a week, um, yoga for golfers classes and cardio golf classes. Oh. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's right. I do. Um, I, you know what? I I apologize. I remember now. That's right. When you were on last time, uh, you're doing uh, the yoga for golfers and also cardio golf as well. So, so you'll be keeping fit and helping others uh, keep fit. <laughs> what's the best? What's the best part of your job? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of great components to it. But what do you love the most about your job? Interacting with people, just laughing and just having fun. Um, I've been told by others that I, my, I'm successful because, because of how I inter, like my connection with people, how I, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I think I'm going to miss that, <laughs> you know, in the off season because I'm just teaching people virtually, but I feed off of people's energy and, and I think they mm-hmm. feed off of my passion and yeah, that's what I love most. Well, you know what? I think that's a fantastic uh, answer because, you know, one of the things that I think makes a good coach or, or teach professional is having, being a great communicator, being able to communicate with your students and, and, uh, and so forth. And I think that energy, you know, if you're somebody, and it's not just a matter of speaking well, but it's, it's also just having that connection with people. When you have a strong connection as, as part of the communication, um, people pick up on that. They pick up on that vibe. And it's it, it's contagious. I mean, people look at it and they say, "Wow!" And I agree with with some of the folks that have said that that's the reason they believe that you're successful um, is that obviously you communicate well and you interact well with others, and that makes people want to be around you. So now I know why you won Pete, uh, the LPJ Teacher of the Year uh, <laughs> award. So, um, Cindy, go ahead. Oh, Cindy, I think you have to unmute your mic. You're right. <laughs> I do that a lot. Um, how do you find all these women to take 101, 201, 301, 401, 501 if they only take one or two courses? How large of an area, like how many people live in the city, surrounding areas, what's the population? What's the population? Well, I have to say, I think we've, we're centrally located in Connecticut, so we're pulling people from southern Mass, um, like western Mass, I should say, um, down by the shoreline, close to New York. Um, people are traveling, I mean, at, at most about an hour, an hour for classes. Um, Got it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we've grown because just over the years, word of mouth now. Um, I think in the beginning, I had to do my work and, and reach out to, you know, local adult education offices. Um, you know, we had to go through all the, using marketing, just using radio and, and social media. Um, once we got the people in, then they fell in love with the facility and just had fun. And 
word has spread. One thing you didn't mention. Uh-oh. Why is it called lime and orchards, and what do you make? <laughs> <laughs> the best pies ever. <laughs> yes, we are a very unique facility. It's not just golf. It's, it's Golf is just a tiny piece of the pie, pun intended. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's wow. lots of, I mean, hundreds of acres of apple orchards and... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yes, apple crumble is your favorite, right, to, Cindy? Yeah, apple crumbly. Yep. She even <laughs> shipped me one for Christmas or Thanksgiving a few years ago. And it was awesome. Awesome, awesome, Oh, wait awesome. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where's mine? How come I didn't get one? Yeah, well, you're not that special yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Marissa, for joining us, but we have to cut it short, so have a good uh, good time. <laughs> no. Um, so <laughs> I'll expect one this Christmas. No. Um, no, that's that's great. I mean, you can't ask for a better uh, job to be able to do something that you love and and snack on some apple crumble uh, in the, uh, you know, breaks. You've got to be careful, though, because that can, you know, that can... Have yeah, some, that's, uh, that's why I'm doing cardio adverse, golf now. <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying. Yeah, the yoga, you got to step up the yoga for golfers and the cardio golf too. Um, so let me ask you, um, just going back to, to sort of follow up on, on something Cindy had asked you about uh, uh, the various women that, what percentage of the women that are coming into the programs, um, and I'm not asking for a specific age, is is over 50% above, say, 45, is 50% below 45. What's, give us a, some demographics as far as how many young golfers or new golfers are coming in that are, say, in their 20s, you know, 30s, that kind of thing. Just give us a general overview. Um, when I first started nine years ago, I, I would definitely say uh, 75% of my students were – uh, like 55 and over. And then right. over the years, um, it's it's changed. Um, I would say, well, especially with COVID, I mean, that, that helped right. because people were available and had the time. Um, so I don't know, that would kind of skew the results. But I would say like mm-hmm. this year we had, um, I would say 50% were, yeah, I'd say probably like 45 and over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I'd say like maybe 25 to 30 percent were in their like 30s and 30, yeah, 30s and younger. Um, people, you know, because That's... like I said, with COVID, people were they're working, but they have the the flexibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that the, overall the industry has, has seen an uptick in that area. You know, the reason why I ask is, you know, and I don't know how much you follow statistics, but just to give you an idea, uh, right now in the United States, and this is obviously approximate numbers, the baby boomers represent about 70 million uh, folks here, and I'm one of them. And then the millennials, which falls into that younger demographic, has now surpassed in volume uh, by about 2 million. There's 72 million. So obviously, you know, we're, our numbers are, are dwindling for obvious reasons. Their numbers are, are gaining. 
What do you think, uh, or are you seeing more millennials become attracted to the game, and how are they different than some of the previous generations as far as their approach to the game? I'd say the younger clientele, they're, they're taking up the sport for, well, I mean, I'm just saying this from experience is that they're taking it up more for like work reasons, you know, more mm-hmm. for their career, which is right. you know, kind of cool. Yeah. They, they feel like they're missing out and um, they want to learn. And yeah, I would say it's more, more for work. Um, Do you think, yeah, do you think that, uh, and the reason why I'm asking this is, I I think typically, excuse me, your older demographic of golfers uh, are more into uh, sort of that country club experience. Traditionally, they played with their husbands, they play in leagues and things like that, whereas some of the young, up-and-coming young ladies, uh, obviously not all of them are, are wanting to play it on tour, um, they may not gravitate, at least in the men's, I know, that, you know, they may not necessarily gravitate to that country club experience or even the resort experience, and they're approaching the game from a different perspective. It's more about fun. It's about um, entertainment. It's, you know, a lot of things. Are you seeing that trend as well a little bit? Um, obviously, with, you know, uh, organizations like Top Golf and some of these others that are coming up that are approaching golf for more of an entertainment value as opposed to the traditional uh, aspects of the game. Are you noticing that with some of the younger uh, sure. groups as well? Yeah, I yeah, I, I agree. Um, something to do after work. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Something. Uh, it's a more new hobby, of a, it's become more of a social. Fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Very social. social. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I wondered, and I was just curious to see. So it's interesting because you know uh, we had a, uh, a guest on a while back um, from Volvic, of course, the golf ball manufacturer. And he was talking about in 2020 as an example that approximately 400,000 women had come into the game right in the middle of a pandemic. So obviously there is a huge interest now by women um, coming into the game. And I was just curious to get your thoughts on, um, you know, why that was. And you've obviously answered that, that they're, they're wanting to incorporate golf into their business life. Uh, they're seeing the advantages. They've watched, you know, obviously young, young men over the years uh, that use golf as a business tool and that, and they're wanting to take advantage of that as well. And that's obviously something that you're seeing a trend uh, in your facility as well, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Very good. Cindy, <clears throat> go ahead. Yeah. Who's your perfect customer? Do they own clubs? Are they totally brand new? Do they know how to play? Give me your demographics. They don't own clubs. <laughs> um, yeah, the new I mean, it's so tough now, too, with no clubs in inventory or stock. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I'd say the, the new golfer doesn't, they don't own clubs. Um, they're like putty in my hands. They, they, it's, they, they look at me for everything. They're, they're just like sponges as well. Um, am I answering your question? Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, because then you know that they haven't been 
um, messed up by the committee of they, I call it, that, you know, right. oh, I've got to keep my head down. I've got to keep my arms straight. I've got to, you know, i got to, got to, got to. And like, no, you don't got to. Let's just my first, relax and have yeah, some my, fun. My first class with introductions, I'll say, okay, my disclaimer from this day forward, do not listen to your spouses, your friends, your coworkers. And they all laugh because they're shaking their heads. Their husbands put them there or, yeah, like mm-hmm. you said, keep your left arm straight, keep your head down. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> So they go home and say, we can't listen to you anymore. We're just listening to Marissa. That's good. <laughs> good. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I think that that's a, a smart uh, way to approach it. You know, because golf can be for anybody, I don't care who you are, can be for somebody that's never been introduced to the game a little bit intimidating because it is a difficult, more challenging game than many of the others that, that we have out there. And I think particularly for women um, that are new to the game, um, particularly the last thing they want is their partner or spouse, what have you, breathing down their neck, telling them what they should and shouldn't be doing, um, all while the coach or the instructor's trying to you know, introduce them to the game. Uh, there's nothing more intimidating. And I'm sure that um, that's probably why some of them get, get out of the game uh, you know, because they just they just can't stay focused on what they need to do because they've got two or three people chirping in their ears when they really need to be listening to somebody like you, Marissa. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. That's odd. Anyway, Uh-oh. so let's just, yeah, he'll come back, maybe. <laughs> um, so tell us what you're working on now. What am I working on now? So as I mentioned before, I'm working on uh, my schedule for next year in hopes that we're going to hire a couple of instructors. Um, working on my presentation for the PGA show. Um, as you know, I'm working on a new website, trying to roll out a new program for other instructors. Um, and as I said, in, in teaching yoga for golfers and cardio golf five days a week, so I want to be busy. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to not teach. You're teaching. All right, well, yeah, I guess you're not teaching golf. I'm <laughs> teaching. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> she she's work she's working off those apple pies and that apple crumble is what she's trying to get all the <laughs> That's all what the I'm stu- really doing. <laughs> Listen, all my my apologies by the way. I I accidentally cut myself off, so I my apologies midstream. So I I know we don't have time for that. But uh, yeah, listen, you've been you've been feeding in addition to some great lessons on the lesson tee, you've been feeding all these these uh, students, uh, all of these apple pies and apple crumbles, so now they've got to work it off in the off season. So it's kind of a, a little bit of a, a double-edged sword there, if you will. But, um, yeah, so, I, again, I apologize uh, for, for getting cut off in that. But, you know, all, all I was really trying to get at was that, you know, I think that it's important for um, the students to to focus on what their teacher is telling them, and it's nice to have being – 
you know, have a spouse, a partner that's supportive and encouraging, but they need to stay out of the process and let the person that is exactly. trained, uh, <laughs> you know, to do that. Because, you know, I mean, and, and, and all I'll add is this is why, truthfully, um, it, you know, obviously, as I mentioned, it, it is a challenging game. But that is one of the reasons why I think a lot of women, uh, particularly if they want to get out there and play with their spouse, end up getting out of the game because they're just, you know, they, they can't, you know, have their spouse constantly telling them what to do, especially when he's no better than she is. So um, that makes it even worse. But um, no, it's, it sounds like you've got a great, uh, a great uh, operation going there at Lyman. A lot of fun things to do and um, uh, obviously an extremely successful program. And uh, we wish you much continued success for sure. And thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. And send me thank your address you, so I can send dear. you a pie. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm doing it. I want I want a pie and an apple crumble since I got gypped from last year. So uh, I want one of each. Crumbly pie. It's all in one. Oh okay. Oh, oh okay. It's an apple all right, pie all right. with well, crumblies on top. It's awesome. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, I definitely want one. Well, Marissa, Marissa again, thank you very much. Enjoy your uh, somewhat off-season. It's not official because you are going to be working a little bit virtually. But we appreciate you coming on and, and sharing a few laughs with us and, and uh, your experience and much continued success. And, again, congratulations on uh, becoming the LBJ Teacher of the Year. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Cindy. Thank all you, right. dear. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. All right. That's it for the show. Um, very interesting. Uh, just real quick comment, and then we'll go. Um, you know, it's always interesting to see the various approaches to the game. You know, everybody's got something uh, different that they have to offer, and I think that's what makes this game so much fun. And then you get some young ladies like Casey that was on uh, previously to Marissa that just, you know, is really – not, I won't say starting up their career because she's been at it for a few years, but really ramped it up to a point now. It's going to become very, very exciting and obviously challenging for her over the next uh, you know, several seasons that she plays out in the LPGA, and we wish her luck. But um, an interesting game that we're a part of, Cindy, don't you agree? Absolutely. Pretty cool. We're very lucky. Certainly are. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this morning on the Women of Golf. I'm Ted Rico and Cindy and I want to welcome you next week for another show. We've got some great guests lined up, so I hope you'll join us. God bless everybody. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's Women of Golf show. Ted and Cindy wish to thank this week's special guests. Remember to join them every Tuesday from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the iGolf Sports Network or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course Spotify. To get updates on the show, you can follow the Women of Golf Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash women of golf. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.